The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah! Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast. Let's get a, a good snifter of Chris there. Hi, I'm Marty. And I am, uh, I'm Christoph. And you know, you, when you start, you got a, you know, you have the unique New York, the Yumi Torch Woods United Bank Bone today, sort of uh, <laughs> vocal warm ups. But yeah. you know, if you got a little uh, morning post nasal drip action, you want to, you want to suck it all back into your cranium right before you start the record there. So, uh, uh, yeah, it, it uh, is the season, by the way, for the post nasal drip. Just, yes, just hanging, just, hanging real hard in the back just, of that, that nose. It's no, fun. yeah, just dripping down my throat, not in the fun way. Um, <laughs> Yes. Episode two nineteen, by the way, is that where we are? Yeah. Okay. All right. We're, we're getting, It seemed like just yesterday we were at episode two hundred. Yep. And but that was almost half a year. Ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nineteen <laughs> weeks ago. We are in a fucking vortex of time. Yeah. Welcome to March two of quarantine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was not caring for this electric boogaloo. We, yeah. uh, we really, we really don't need this. Uh, no, no. but the, the good news is nobody have... asked for yeah. much like coming to America, <laughs> oh. which you'll have to tune into the Patreon for more on that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash Dorfest podcast. Uh, but Hey, look, yes, quarantine is happening, but we got a lot of pro wrestling to watch to keep us entertained while we are stuck in quarantine. It's been a very, very crazy week in the world of ProRes, and probably by the time you hear this episode, it has gotten a little bit crazier as we are <laughs> yeah. recording this on Sunday morning. We are a few hours away from AEW Revolution, which we'll be talking about uh, at the tail end of the show. Um, that promises some surprises for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> of what level those surprises reach, that uh, yeah. is to be determined. They like yeah. to talk themselves into a corner over there, so we'll see. Uh, we'll that, see how they book themselves out of it. That they do, but let's kick it off first with the World Wrestling Federation. For over fifty years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Hey, hey, Bobbert, hey, Bobby, Bobbert, Lasharelli, hey, he did it. hey. Hey, the the Hurt Locker. I mean, the Hurt Business. They're uh, they're coming out hot. They got yeah. some titles. Yeah. You got Big Bobbert with the big gold belt. Not yes. the big gold belt trademark, but a big gold belt. Yes. Um. And uh, you know, uh, R.I.P. to the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a brisk week he had that championship title. Yeah. yeah. Not the uh, shortest reign in history, no. uh, but one of the. Yeah, not not a, uh, a, a a ringing endorsement of The Miz was this quick turnaround. It apparently worked in the ratings, though, as, as Monday drew quite the audience. But uh, I, I cannot say that I really loved the way they did it. Chris, are you familiar with how they handled the match on Monday? Uh, you mean when the match actually happened? 
Yes, the third time that they did it over the course <laughs> of the night. Yeah, they uh, apparently they tried to uh, pull through, as the uh, the industry term says, and yes. try and get the people to stick around throughout the course of the show to see the match that uh, they want to, you the to see. To the point they had a countdown clock to the match. I mean, that's a bit excessive, but okay. Yes, yes. And I will say the fact that it worked and it made people watch throughout the show tells me ain't the last time we're seeing a countdown clock. But well. People are dummies, and yes. uh, they need to be told exactly what to do and when. Yes. It's part of uh, American nature. I wouldn't yes. say I, w- I would say human nature, but I feel like the collective IQ in this country uh, at this point in time is uh, as it's as low as our COVID death count is high. So, <laughs> uh, and the two are related. Oh, definitely. In case, the, the, in case you were wondering. Correlation uh, is causation in this instance. Yes. Yeah, those are big words. Yeah. Um, and I don't uh, I don't really speak in Whoops, platitudes. Forgot, forgot I, I'm on a pro wrestling podcast. Uh, <laughs> yes. Dumb it down, buddy. Dumb it down. Okay. For me, I, I, our listeners are, I'm sure, genius with mm-hmm. master's degrees and, 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 and bachelors of sciences and, and mm-hmm. PhDs and all these sorts of things. I'm a fucking dullard. Dude. I, I've no doubt that our listeners have a lot of BS going on. <laughs> hey. Hey. No more BS. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> the idea was the uh, Bobby Lashley mismatch. I'm sorry, who? Uh, Bobbert Lasciarelli and Miz match. Yeah, I have to use this legal name. Uh, It it was supposed to happen at nine o'clock. Then the Miz refused to have the match. I mean, you know, champions advantage, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Right. They talk about it all the time. I don't want to I don't want to fight this guy. He's going to kick my ass. So (laughs) I'm out. So from eight to nine, you have this buildup of we're going to get the Miz versus Bobby Lashley. And then it doesn't. I'm sorry, who? Bobbert Lasciarelli. Thank you. Then. Because uh, I guess Shane co-runs Raw with Adam Pierce now. Wait, Shane's back? Oh yeah, yeah. Shane McMahon came back. He came back during the build for uh, the Elimination Chamber. He was the one to announce that uh, Drew McIntyre was going to be defending the belt in the Elimination Chamber. Okay, and his role is undefined. He just pops his role is undefined. He has cool. mentioned, and I don't know if this is in truth or just a character thing. He's currently getting his MBA. I'm not making this up. This is something okay. that was brought up on the show this week that Shane it, is getting his master's in business administration. Is has there been mention of the lockbox? <laughs> no, no lockbox mention. None. The greatest, the greatest cliffhanger in pro wrestling history. Oh, oh, we got one a, of. Yeah, we got a new one this week. Oh, we'll do talk we about now? that when we go to the oh, AEW nice. side of things. Okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already joking. I'm already laughing because I know I'm going to regurgitate my joke from text. Yes. Yes. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, uh, Shane and, and Adam Pierce were like, all right, well, we're going to do it at 10. So they go to do uh, okay. it at 10 and the Miz, do it alive. the Miz leaves the ring and gets counted out uh, again, champions advantage. You can't lose the title on a count out or disqualification. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe the Miz had ordered a, uh, a side of waffle fries with cheddar cheese sauce <laughs> with bacon and ranch. And he just had to run because he had the runs. I can commiserate Certainly my possible. friend, Mr. Mizanin. I understand. I woke up at around, um, let's see, 2.30 a.m. with some uh, some bubbly of the guttily. Yeah. And, uh, the old Chinese had- dentist time. The most liquid shit uh, that I've had in quite some time. Congratulations. Sorry, a perhaps TMI. Uh, and it wasn't like one of those 
for as um, uh, non-solid as it was, it I did not come about to the outcome easily. I had to work for that liquid shit. Uh, <laughs> so I was in there for, for quite some time. I was reading the trivia on IMDb for Godzilla King of the Monsters, which I had watched earlier in the day. A lot of stuff about Ghidorah and Rodan in there. Rodan was the shit, by the way. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so then I you know was in there for maybe uh, you know 45 minutes or so just trying to get everything out. I was like massaging my stomach to try and like help push the poop out. Oh. Uh, uh, it was it was a bit of a situation. So then I, uh, you know, clean up, go into uh, go and lay down in what area of the bed I have left uh, available to me between my wife and my cat, uh, who had taken up about eighty percent of the bed. So I kind of finagled my way in there, and then five minutes later, <laughs> and I'm run, running right back in there and uh, spending another another thirty minute plus on there playing some uh, some words with friends at four a.m. It was not a good evening. In the uh, upstairs, Christoph <laughs> bathroom situation. Uh, so, Miz, to circle back, I understand. If I were to have, if I was scheduled to have a title match at 4 a.m. Sunday, uh, March the 7th, 2021, I would not have been uh, uh, prepared to do so uh, without just leaving buckshot diarrhea all over the Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. So, Miz, I get it. Uh, Bobbert Lasciarelli, sorry about your luck. Uh, but as we uh, as we went on to learn, uh, it was it was a hard knock life for the Miz and his bubble guts. Yes, yes, because uh, after the Miz won in 29 seconds, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, not the Miz won. Uh, Bobby Lashley won in 29 seconds via sorry, countout. Uh, Bobbert Lasciarelli. Hey, uh, hey, Shane. 29 in, seconds. That's not even enough time to roast some eggplant for yeah. the Parmesan. Hey. It's not even enough time to, to chiffonade the basil. Yeah, which explains why MVP yelled, Shane, this is bullshit, man. <laughs> um, Did they bleep it? No, no, it was it oh, was it, it was it audible. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so to, to be fair, was... we were inching toward the ten o'clock hour at that point. Oh, so this was before the match. Yes, yeah, so this was before the actual real match because the third time was the charm in the ten o'clock hour main event of the evening. Bobby Lashley versus the Miz. Bobbert Lasciarelli versus the Miz. <laughs> this time, though, Shane knew the trick. It would be a lumberjack match, and in three minutes and one second. We had a brand new WWE champion. By the way, among those lumberjacks, noted company men retribution. <laughs> Wait, so the guys who are anti-authority, anti-WWE just totally cool complied? With, yeah, totally cool with just being in the mix there uh, for a lumberjack match. Like, you know, we Slap hate this place. We hate this company. Oh, yeah. we, we have an option to... To be a part of a lumberjack match? Heck yeah. We're in. <laughs> well, maybe they kind of saw it uh, as an opportunity to perhaps, you know, uh, start some shit with the uh, the hurt, uh, hurt business there. Possibly. Maybe. I maybe. mean, you know. Ali versus Bobbert Lasciarelli for yeah. uh, for WrestleMania could happen, right? Uh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm getting I'm getting word in my earpiece now that <laughs> that uh, cannot fucking happen in yeah, any no, no. alternate reality that there is. I mean, look, I I can mock uh, the show, uh, and and there's other stuff from Raw that I will mock. But you know, it was as bizarre as it was executed. <laughs> bizarrely as it was executed, it was effective to see Bobby Lashley win the championship. I'm and sorry, who? Bobbert Lashley win the championship and see, you know. Uh, uh, what was played off as a big moment. Also, the show kicked off uh, 
with a very, very good, like, 20-minute-plus Drew McIntyre and Sheamus match, which was just two dudes beating the shit out of each other. Now, why this was on Raw as a blow-off of this McIntyre-Sheamus thing instead of on Fastlane, the pay-per-view that's happening in a few weeks, I couldn't tell you. They'll do it again. <laughs> Probably. I mean, there's ne- the feuds never end. You could <laughs> set somebody on fire, and then you're going to have a match at WrestleMania. So, True. I mean... Let's 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 be completely honest here. Maybe we maybe it's the return of the spooky projector. This WrestleMania, <laughs> which wasn't that against Randy Orton. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was. Jesus fucking Christ. And, that was like four or five years ago. Yeah. And and speaking of Randy Orton, we had an amazing promo with Randy Orton as uh, he was talking about. I, I don't think we talked talked about this last week. The prior week on Raw, uh, we went full Papa Shango ninety two. As in the middle of a promo, Randy Orton started choking and vomited it up black goo. Yeah, it was like he just gave uh, Venom some dome backstage and just, got, you know, Venom bricked at the back of his throat there. Yes. Yes. So Randy Orton was backstage doing a promo with Kayla Braxton, you know, joining her, joining her at this time was Randy Orton. And... <laughs> uh, Orton's talking about, I don't know what happened last week. I know it's got to be Alexa's fault. Alexa Bliss pops up on this video screen behind him. So they cut to the video screen. He puts something in his mouth, a.k.a. Venom's dick. And then uh, they cut back and he's, uh, you know, he's he's regurgitating some symbiote. He is. But more importantly, Alexa disappears and on the screen a second evil Randy Orton cutting a promo on Randy Orton. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> we, we got Bizarro Randy out there now? We have Bizarro Randy. The Fiend has made a Bizarro Randy. I mean, so is The Fiend um, uh, able to tap into the multiverse here? Is that what's this is the uh, this is the Randy Orton from from Earth uh, 420? Uh, <laughs> presumably, uh, yes. Presumably. OK. Yeah. All right. So, By yeah. the way, this was the week that Randy Orton also decided to yell at Soldier Boy for saying pro wrestling is fake. I thought it was Bow Wow, or was that this week? Uh, Bow Wow also got involved in the mix because Bow Wow wants to be a pro wrestler. But the original beef was on Monday night between Soldier Boy and Randy Orton. The wow. same night that Randy Orton cut a promo on Randy Orton. So, so yeah, the things that reached their prime in the year uh, 2007. Uh, yeah, <laughs> having, having a bit of out. a Twitter beef there. Okay, all right. I mean, <clears throat> look, Randall, Mr. Orton. Junior, Esquire, yes, whatever the fuck, uh, you can defend your business. What's that? I didn't know he was a lawyer. Yeah, no, no he was. You know, uh, while he was in Evolution, he was getting his uh, his law degree. Ah, okay, um, okay. So if Shane yeah. can get his MBA now, right? Randy Orton can. I, I mean, Woods got a PhD while working through NXT, so uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, definitely possible. Fucking respect. Um, I, I get. I get Randy trying to protect the business and mm-hmm. and defend the business, mm-hmm. but man, does it come off to as fucking cringe to anybody who's not familiar with the carny workings of pro wrestling. Like I can only imagine, you know, what some random Twitter Twitter follower of Soldier Boy in 2021, whomever that may be, yeah. um, is is reading this exchange and is somebody who's not 
a fan of pro wrestling is probably laughing their fucking ass off. Yes. And, and the thing is, the tweet that set it off from Soldier Boy, and I'm not going to defend. Did he tell him? Soldier Boy. Uh, he, he told him. The, the, this was the entirety of the tweet. Are you ready, Chris, for this? Yeah, crank it. Absolutely. This absolutely shocking <laughs> This absolutely horrible tweet that made him go Superman on those holes. Oh, damn it. That was my next shit. All right. He said, and I quote, yeah, rap game fake like WWE. I mean, that's it. That's that's more of a condemnation on uh, on the rap game than a WWE, I would think. I mean, it's widely established. Yes. That pro wrestling is predetermined. I mean, Mm -hmm. sure, the F word is uh, is a bit taboo in those circles, but um you know, man, here, let's mark this down. March 7th, 2021, mm-hmm. uh, about uh, 10, 10 a.m. Eastern yeah. uh, Standard Time. Yeah. I uh, I agree with Soldier Boy. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and the thing is, like, the fact that so many people got butthurt over this. Oh, my, well. my overall thought is someone thought, oh. This is going to get us a mainstream pub. This is going to be it. This is this is the the next big boom period or something. But instead, uh, like it is, it is such an arbitrary thing to be mad about. And really, the ire was in the direction of rap. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I would get it if like you know Kendrick Lamar was yeah. uh, tweeting some shit at fucking yeah. Randy Orton, yeah. trying to you know weasel his way into into the business. That would be that would be a draw. Yes. Fucking Soldier Boy in yeah. 2021, yeah. who had one uh, campy song uh, mm-hmm. two decades ago almost. Yes, uh, that that's not moving the needle, bud. No, that ain't that ain't that ain't it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I, I I was stunned that this many people in the wrestling industry gave it their time. It was it was not uh. worth. It, it's not like he he came at wrestling with like. A specific thing. He could have said something about rap game corny like this Randy Orton angle. And I, I would have understood why Randy got pissed. Sure, sure. I, I think I figured out the angle here. Okay. So Soldier Boy cranked that, uh, as you as you uh, wisely mentioned earlier, has a line in the song, uh, Superman Dem Hoes mm-hmm. or Superman Dat Ho. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is all the doing of evil internet genius Zack Snyder. Um, as a tie-in <laughs> for the Snyder Cut of the Justice League, which debuts on HBO Max in two weeks. Yes. Uh, I feel like it's all Zack Snyder's fault. And uh, To be I fair, just, I've been saying everything is Zack Snyder's fault yes, for a while now. Firmly putting it in that camp there. So curses to you, Zack Snyder, and your one good move – I'm sorry, two good movies that have led to a deluge of shit, much like my 4 a.m. bathrooms day last night. Speaking of a deluge of shit, <laughs> also on Raw this week, we had a segment where so Braun Strowman is is very very mad about being left out of the elimination chamber, uh, which was for good reason because he was suspended for headbutting Adam Pierce. Okay, yeah. Um, so Shane McMahon decided he was going to handle a conflict resolution, and he decided. Did they bring back Doctor Shelby? No, no, because he's currently in AEW. Uh, well, actually, sorry, not Dr. Shelby. One of Dr. Shelby's patients is an AEW. Scorpio Sky was one of the patients. He was? Yes. Yes, he was. Wow. Okay. Did not Um, know that. So Shane's big idea was, uh, because he wanted to see that Braun Strowman could get along with a partner and work together with WWE management. He was going to put 
Braun Strowman and Adam Pierce in a tag team title match against Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander that night. Mm, I'm sure that went super well for Braun Strowman and uh, old Scrap Daddy. Well, uh, yes, it did. Uh, basically, uh, Shel- uh, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander were destroyed by Braun Strowman for most of the match. Uh-huh. Then uh, Shane yelled from the apron that Strowman should tag in Adam Pierce so Adam Pierce can get the win. Strowman tags in Adam Pierce, and Shelton Benjamin hooks Pierce in a small package for the win. Mm-hmm. So, bronze pissed. So okay. not only did you basically make your tag team champions look like complete fucking idiots, mm-hmm. but you also made Braun Strowman look like an idiot and Shane and Adam look like an idiot. Yeah, that's that's hey, you know what? Kudos, because it's tough to make five different people look like uh, complete morons in one match. So yes. you know what, Vince? Well done. Yes. And also great. Charlotte Flair has declared she wants a title shot at WrestleMania against Asuka. I mean, you know, just by being uh, Charlotte Flair, she can pretty much demand a title shot at any time, right? That was pretty much her promo that she just wants a title shot because Asuka doesn't have an opponent. I'm sure all the other ladies in the back are very, very pleased to hear that this is all you have to do (laughs) to get a title shot. Like declaring yourself for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's that's all you got to do. Just just be in the right place at the right time. Um in other WWE news, we set up a big time match for Fast Lane as uh, Daniel Bryan beat Jay Uso in a steel cage match, meaning he gets a shot against Roman Reigns at Fast Lane. It, it's honestly the that's the last big Roman match I remember really loving. Was uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say Daniel that was Bryan. going into WrestleMania 30, wasn't it? Uh, 31, 32, something like that. Because uh, 30 was when Brian won the belt. Yeah, but I thought this was the last speed bump for him in that. Was it a different mania build? Uh, yeah, I think it was 30, the 31. 33? I think it was the 31 build where uh, it ended up being uh, Roman versus Triple H for the belt. Uh, I could no, be 31, wrong. 31 was Brock and uh, Reigns. Because that was uh, oh, yeah, WrestleMania maybe was, play button. Maybe it was 32 then. <clears throat> and then he won it again at 33? Brian Roman? did? No, Brian. Yeah. Uh, Brian's Brian. Brian only won it once at thirty. Didn't am I just losing my fucking mind here? Oh, they went back to New Orleans. I just associate yeah. New Orleans with that match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they went was, back to New Orleans. That's right. Yeah, that was that was back at thirty. But nevertheless, anyway, uh, we're, we're getting a, a Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan rematch at Fastlane. I actually want to see that. I I I, I really Would have like? grown to like heel Roman a lot. Um, and you know. Besides the botch of the finish, the match he had against uh, uh, Kevin Owens uh, mm-hmm. at the Rumble mm-hmm. was really, really good. So uh, I'm I'm yeah. very much in for this. So uh, once again, SmackDown doing a, a lot more with less. Good for that, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy that SmackDown's doing something. Uh, I mean, I, I recognize it's a given that it's going to be Reigns retaining because. Uh, uh, well, yeah, you know, they're they're going to run Reigns versus Edge. I don't think they're going to do Daniel Bryan versus Edge because then you got two guys with bad necks in one match. So, yeah, but that would be fucking awesome. It would. But I'm I'm pretty sure we're getting Reigns, Edge, Spear. Oh, versus Spear. yeah. 
No, without a doubt. And I'm sure that match will be good, too, um, as long as they don't uh, spend an uh, extensive amount of time on top of a semi-truck back in the uh, <laughs> back in the loading dock area. Yes, and, yes. Uh, <laughs> and they don't try to work uh, handcuff hijinks into the match. I feel, like, I feel like it could deliver, and as long as they don't bill it to be the greatest wrestling match of all time, which then subsequently doesn't even become the number one wrestling match in your own curated list of your company mm-hmm. matches over the past year. So... Yeah. 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 Very weird. But, but hey, let's let's talk about some good wrestling. It was a very big, very long week for New Japan Pro Wrestling as a whole yeah. bunch of stuff happened. Uh, we had the 49th anniversary show happen at the Nippon Budokan uh, headlined by the match we were very, very excited about the battle for what would be the unified IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental titles, which will now be called the IWGP world heavyweight title. Uh, it was Kota Ibushi defending against El Desperado, who is the current junior and junior tag champion. Um, I loved that match. Uh, I, I thought it was absolutely blow away. I thought it made Desperado look like, you know, a, a top tier guy, which is what they needed. The yes. Hiromu being on the shelf is a very, very big blow to uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. No doubt. Um, and when you have the one-two punch, uh, because also on that show, uh, we had some first round matches of the New Japan Cup. I feel like the great Okan taking out Naito thing is to give Naito <laughs> some time on the shelf, too. Yeah, I mean, he's still worked a couple prelim matches since, I think, hasn't he? Uh, you know, I think you're right, but, man. <laughs> They're working towards that, yeah, because yeah. it's been, you know, uh, there's been some United Empire LIJ shenanigans over the past week right, or so. Right, um, And I feel like, I feel, I feel like the internet is coming around on Great Ocon. I'm still not 100% there. Yeah, um, I'm with but you. But I, I saw at a couple different places people, you know, extolling the virtues of what great Ocon is doing <laughs> and i you know i, I think I, it's possible for me to get there i'm still i'm just still not a hundred percent there you know the the look the i think the pants i feel like it's the pants <laughs> like you know he, and then they were like spangly they look like fucking uh Diedrich bader from the beginning of napoleon dynamite your <laughs> sensei like they were it was and i know that's a deep cut but damn they they were they were they were pretty bad uh like i get their like old sultan shiki sort of uh pantaloons there but it's just it looks goofy as shit nowadays yeah. um in ring work wise yeah still not uh, top tier you know especially with the new japan work rate but serviceable for a big man in japan i think um you know it's just uh, the crowd seems into him too, which has been because uh, I've you know tried to watch some of the crowd reactions to his intros and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. He's moving some merch in in uh, in the land of the rising sun. People seem to be to be on onto it. So I'm I'm curious to see how his continued build happens over the rest of this year. Is he going to enter G1 and have a very strong showing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, will he and uh, you know, Jeff Cobb be a team of murderers in World Tag League. Will he be getting any kind of, uh, you know, 
uh, big title shot uh, throughout the rest of the year, I feel like it's a possibility, and especially him putting the boots and really working over Naito yeah. is twofold uh, in its in its um, uh, intention. There, one is to you know give Naito a little uh, a little break, and also to you know taking out one of the top guys, the guy who just held the title two months ago, both titles. You know, to put him, uh, you know, he would he tap him out. I think. Did he yeah, submit yeah, him? he he tapped him out uh, with a leg lock. Yeah, um, he worked the knees a whole match and then held <laughs> on for it, and it was a ref stoppage. Naito refused to tap. The okay. ref decided to throw it out. Um, I I would say looking at the build of the New Japan Cup, which they did announce this week that it was happening, uh, a thirty man uh, group with two buys uh, in Hiroshi Tanahashi being the never open weight champion. He's getting a buy and evil having won last year. He's getting a buy. My understanding, by the way, is it was originally a 32 person field, but there were two people who couldn't make it for whatever reason. I'm mm. guessing one of them is Hiromu uh, because yeah. he did have a, a pretty decent run in last year's cup. I have mm-hmm. no idea who the other person would be, um, but just mm. something, something worth considering here um yeah. anyway you slice it looking at how it lays out uh great Okan defeating naito he will be going against yano who uh, beat Ouch. bad luck Fale on the fifth so it's pretty much a given that um he's going to the quarterfinals and we'll probably face Shingo Takagi, <laughs> which is going to break my heart. Rado Kam beats Shingo Takagi. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely possible. Um, but right. yeah, uh, I, I do think there's uh, going to be a very, very big push for Grado Khan here. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that one. One thing I did want to mention is after the uh, Abushi uh, Desperado match, mm-hmm. uh, Abushi called out Tanahashi. So I guess. Hmm. He's going to become God and destroy the former God. Yeah. And, you know, take every, he's going to be a belt collector, I guess. He's yeah. going <laughs> to, you can't unify any more belts there, uh, you, you beautiful sex pot, you. <laughs> uh, simmer down now. Um, but, I mean, you know, they've had a, a long storied history. And mm-hmm. even as long as, what, last year, we're tag champs together yeah, uh, yeah. at one point. So, you know, Golden and I, aces. I, yeah. So that and I feel like that and Tanahashi's failures in that tag team helped push Ibushi to his godhood status. Right. So uh, that will be a good match when it happens. Um, but what I know and I know there were some matches this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe Will Ospreay beat uh, somebody. Who did Will Ospreay beat? The Tenzan, okay. And yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, had a really good match from what I'm reading with Clark Connors, I think. Uh, Gabriel Kidd. Gabriel, God damn it, I can't. I get those two fucking confused every goddamn time. <laughs> and I will say I, w- I was really looking forward to Sabre and Kidd for some reason when when the full breakdown of the tournament came out. I I, I texted you. I was like, you did. I, I don't know what it is about that match. But on paper, I'm intrigued by it more than most of the pairings. I mean, there are some definite kick-ass first-round pairings, yeah. uh, as we're, I'm, I'm sure one of them we're about to talk about. But mm-hmm. uh, Saber and Kid just sounded intriguing on paper, and they did a very nice job of building it through the week as uh, there was uh, a multi-man tag, I think, on – I don't know if it was the 49th anniversary show or if it was the first night of uh, the Cup, where uh, just mid-match, uh, Kid goes to the ropes – uh, ZSJ kicks him in the back. Kid, instead of continuing his attack on the legal man in the ring, just goes to the apron and starts beating the piss out of ZSJ, which was yeah. 
awesome. Um, I mean, who doesn't want to slap the shit out of ZSJ? <laughs> He's just got one of those punchable faces. He he really really does. Um, but yeah, ZSJ did go over, but uh, uh, it, it sounds like it was a very 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 good match, and I, I'm looking forward to checking that one out. But um, what I think you probably want to talk about though is. Uh, what was the March uh, easy for me to say March 6th show I yeah tripping over my own tongue there uh, where we had three different uh, first round matches we had the Minoru Suzuki uh, Tobaki Hanma match which basically will now just be forever known as the photo where Hanma's face becomes sweat yeah, yeah. Uh, there wasn't a ton to this match aside from the strike exchanges. Um, yes. You know, and the strike exchanges were spectacular. Uh, he laid into that old man. Uh, yeah. Well, the old man laid into the old man. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it, just beating the shit out of each other, which is what I want from this Minoru Suzuki match uh, in, against anybody. Um, so, yeah, not much to it aside from that. Then uh, the second match of the evening was uh, another New Japan Cup match, Kenta against Juice Robinson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this match was really, really fun as well. Those two, I'm trying to remember, I don't think... Were they ever in the PC at the same time, or was uh, was was CJ Parker gone by the time? Uh, I, I think Otani Parker was up? on his his way out by the time Hideo Itami uh, made his name. But man, is, is is this a continued indictment for the Performance Center between Juice <laughs> Robinson being Juice Robinson and Tay Conti yeah. doing what she's doing in AEW? I mean. Yeah. Oh man. Uh but yeah, uh Juice uh well, I'll I'll just say this. Juice being in in New Japan basically underlines the taping schedule of Impact. <laughs> Cuz he's yeah. got a, a, a nice two week period where he's got to be in a hotel room before he can even be on the show. Right. Um but uh yeah, Kenta and Juice had themselves a damn fine match. Yeah, and I I couldn't tell if Juice was really good at selling or if Kenta like was like really injuring his orbital bone because <laughs> he he had like Juice's face in the guardrail and was like just cranking into you know the the guardrail into his uh, into uh, right under his eye yeah. and I I couldn't tell if Juice was just really good at selling or if something actually got fucked up there and of course Kenta being Kenta just laid into that area throughout the rest of the match just hammering on his face but Juice put up a good fight uh, they had a solid back and forth Kenta you know I think rightfully. At this point, uh, won the match, and we'll move on to the uh, into the next round of the New Japan Cup. But the main yeah. event for Saturday's show was one that you know uh, I was a little worried about on paper, uh, yes. but then after some subsequent news broke, I became less worried, and it ended up being a fantastic match. Yeah. So we had uh, the Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada going against uh, our boy the Dragon Shingo Takagi, and um, you, I guess. Uncle Dave reported this. Yeah, Uncle Dave reported it in, in the uh, newsletter this week, the Wrestling Observer newsletter this week, and and it quickly became a story on its own that uh, Okada is working through two slipped discs in his back. That's in fucking sane. Yes, dude. like that's the, that's the, that's the bullet as you put, put it, you on your ass. The full Ishi existence and pain move right there. Uh, yeah, yeah. So knowing that, watching the match, you know. You you could you could see him like trying to fight back the wincing just from you know even a normal move let alone the uh, ridiculous backcrackers and you know st- still pulling out a picture perfect drop kick multiple times throughout the match hitting rainmakers picking Shingo up for a tombstone or two like 
the dude is a beast. I mean, yes. there's, there's no other way to, to, to paint Okada as in a tough motherfucker. Um, but, and I think, you know, for obvious reasons, uh, you know, being the injury and being uh, a stand for a Shingo, uh, Shingo picking up uh, a W here is just great because he gets his win back from um, passing out in uh, G1 last year with Okada, which is something I never forgot to the fucking money clip, <laughs> which still pisses me off to this day. But at least he got his win back for that uh, and moves on to the second round of the New Japan Cup. The match was really, really good. Um, you know, fuck, Okada took a, a top rope superplex, man. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ, with two slip discs? Like, what yeah. do you think he's going to, like, knock it back in place, bro? It don't work like that, homie. Jesus Christ, go. Go get, go get some surgery, surgery man. They're, I think... I think they're going to be okay. You know, Tana is, you know, Tana's still doing it. And I, I think it's a blow to lose Okada, Naito, and uh, Hiromu all at the same time, especially mm-hmm. with attendance dipping. But, you know, you're going to have peaks and valleys in your talent. And what better time to push new talent than when your top talent is not uh, available to go 100% all the time. So I, you just got to lay into it, man. Let them, let them have their time. Maybe give somebody – that's not evil. Um, another run at, right. at the top of the card because that was a failed experiment in 2020. Um, but you know, uh, I, I, I don't want I don't want anything to happen to Okada or Naito if they continue to wrestle with the bum leg or back respective or strike that reverse. It was back yeah, and then yeah. leg. But either way, um, you know, take take care of your top guys so that they can have the you know the run five to eight years down the line that Tana's having now. Right. Now, here's what I will say is my my bigger concern. So uh, New Japan ran the Budokan on uh, Thursday uh, for the 49th anniversary show. Right. That was the third big Budokan show of a pro wrestling company in the past month because we had uh, Noah run there with mm-hmm. the Kijimuto crowning of the new champion. Uh, mm-hmm. Stardom ran there earlier in the week, and that was their big 10th anniversary show. And then New Japan, the number one company in Japan, ran for their 49th anniversary show. That was the lowest attended of the three. Ouch. Yes. And during that 49th anniversary show, New Japan announced that in May, they're mm. running Wrestle Grand Slam, two stadium shows in May. May 15th at the Yokohama Stadium. It's an outdoor baseball stadium. And May 29th at the fucking Tokyo Dome. Yeah, that's uh, I'm not sure the geography uh, between uh, the the minor league state or not the the, the baseball stadium and then the Tokyo. Uh, obviously, Tokyo Dome's a Tokyo Dome uh, in Tokyo, but I'm not sure where the other stadium is geographically. So I'm not sure how close yeah. they are and what kind of overlap they'll be. I'm also not sure legitimately of like the full geography of Japan. How long does it take? to take a train from the the top tip to the bottom tip of Japan. I have no fucking right, clue. Right, right, right. Um, so, you know, is it like from Florida to Virginia or is it like from New York to Baltimore? I have, I have no frame of reference for this. Sure. But um, two stadium shows in a month seems like a terrible idea right now. Yes, especially when you have as many top guys hurt as we yeah. just mentioned. And the fact that without a lot of, um, you know, wiggle room and prep and pre-taping, you're not going to get any big U.S. talent over uh, exactly to help pad the card. So, you know, unless, you know, somebody, you know, loses a exploding barbed wire match <laughs> tonight and then, 
goes on the shelf for a little bit, uh, goes away from AEW for yeah. a couple months ago. Do some shit in Japan. I don't. I don't know. I mean, he showed up on the uh, on the Strong Show, which is filmed in the U.S. So I feel like they worked their way around getting him to Japan. But um, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. I, I really did enjoy the Jingu Stadium show last year, so I like the idea of doing an outdoor stadium show. But doing that and then a dome show a couple weeks apart, man, you're really uh, you're really pushing it, guys. I don't want you to. I, you know, I want this to continue. I don't. I don't want you to, to uh, you know, book yourselves in rooms where you can't, uh, you know, make your money, end up losing money, and then end up going tits up. That's yeah, yeah. I, like I, I heard it. I'm like, oh man, this would have been a great idea two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. The in this pandemic era, in this you know 50 percent capacity era, and and they're struggling to hit that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's worse. I mean, I don't know if if you've seen any of the like spot shows they've been doing on the road to tour uh, at Corican, but they're struggling like 80 to people fill, in there. <laughs> yeah, they're struggling to fill Corican. And yeah. like that was a given. And yep. I, 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 I just don't know. Like, I, I, I don't like being the guy who's like, well, what about the business end of things? Because at the end of the day, you know, we're wrestling fans. We really shouldn't give a shit about about that. You know, it's not it's yeah. not. It's not something we should spend too much time involved in, but I look at that and I go, you guys are biting off a lot more than you can chew with two stadium shows. Yeah. Two months from now. Well, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe Don Callis will bring his whole impact, uh, (laughs) over. We'll do, uh, Ace Austin will be the way. Impact uh, Mania tour, and as opposed <laughs> to Fantastic Mania tour, uh, it'll be Impact versus New Japan. So ODB we'll... was the star that they needed <laughs> fill that stadium. Uh, anyway, Christ! Hey, let's go ahead and jump in to the big show of the weekend. <laughs> Oh, boy. We are, as of now, like, what, 10 hours away from uh, AEW? Don't make me do math. Yeah. What the hell's the matter with you? AEW Revolution. Revolution. Coming at you live from Daily's Place. Big pay-per-view extravaganza. And we had a hell of a show leading up to it, the AEW Dynamite Crossroads show, which kicked off with a match that I'm going to say... Was not good, but goddamn did it deliver. <laughs> it was an entertaining bad match, for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was the room of bad matches. This was the most WWE. This was a WrestleMania match, yes. essentially. Yes. And I, I, uh, it was, I think, successful. Mm-hmm. Um, in now, the match it, we're talking it, about is Cody and Red yes. Velvet versus Jade and Shaq. Yes, Months Shaquille. of build have come to this. Shaquille O'Neal laces up some Nikes and gets into uh, a wrestling ring. So, yeah, obviously, obviously the original plan was if we be Cody and Brandy. Uh, but Cody had to hit that bullseye and then uh, knock uh, knock his wife up. So I guess it's not really knocking her up. She's your wife. Uh, you had to put a baby in her. You had to yeah. inject that batter into her yeah, belly. A little bit of um, right there. Yeah, a little bit of, uh, you know, Brandy came home and was like, do you want to fuck on me? There it is. Thank you very much. Um, But yeah, this was a spectacle. This was a match for moment, for a moment. Let's let's be honest. Um, So in that, even, you know, 
in the mindset of putting that match together, it was a WWE spectacle type match, uh, and which which Cody Rhodes, you know, obviously has some uh, experience in. Yeah. Shaq was planned to have a match with the Big Show uh, years ago at WrestleMania, but but it fell through. But here he is. Uh, they they did a a good amount of uh, promotion for it on the NBA on TNT. Cody showed up. They had a little uh, back and forth. Uh, Shaq was talking shit all, you know, with the weeks leading up to it on the NBA shows, mm-hmm. which is good. I mean, you know, that that's some corporate synergy right there in, 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 in a good way. Um, the match itself was pretty much the drizzling shits. Um, no, look, Shaq had his spots and they yes. looked great. He the power well. bomb I mean, he did on yeah, yeah the power bomb he did on Cody was a fucking ten and it was. Uh, it was it was hard to catch in the original airing but someone pointed it out with a yeah. with a gif the fact that he did a Brody Lee tribute before it yeah. it just just excellent excellent little touch there very that'll, big that'll fan win of you that. over with the wrestling nerds right yes, there exactly I wonder whose idea that was yeah I, I'm really curious yeah was, was, was that Shaq was, was that Cody DK. was that Tony yeah like who, yeah. who did it um but. You know, Shaq looked like he knew what he was doing. Yes, he had his four or five spots to do, but like this was definitely more a, a Carl Malone than a Dennis Rodman in the lexicon <laughs> of of pro wrestlers doing, uh, or sorry, pro basketball players doing pro wrestling matches. Um, yeah, and the table spot that they ended up doing fantastic, just as perfect as you could have hoped for. Uh, I never before. Th- this is how I, I described it t- on on Facebook to somebody. Never before. Had I seen a table spot that looked both completely chaotic yet beautifully executed at the same time? It almost seemed like it happened in slow motion. Yeah. You know, just the way uh, and it's a the, it's the way that Shaq fell back was like this great like timber type yeah. fall. Yeah. But like the way the tables basically exploded because, you know, a seven foot, 350 pound man went through them right. was gorgeous. Well, and, and, plus and Cody Rhodes on top of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Cody like. Doing it didn't even look like a crossbody. It looked like almost like a headlock takedown. Yeah, as, as the way to do it. It was a very very unique spot, and you know that that was a gif I was watching on a loop for a bit there. Yeah, <laughs> on and Thursday it, it got it just, a hell re, a hell retweeted too. Yeah. So you know, did not it make got, it the Sports Center though. Sorry guys. Really? Yeah, did not make it the Sports Center. Oh, that's legitimately surprising. Yes, I mean Shaq's still one of the biggest names in pro basketball even though he's been retired for years yeah. now That's, do i think that they could and probably should play it a lot during the nba all-star game tonight yes yes, yes i do yeah um especially during the pre-show when Shaq's mumbling on about stuff to uh charles barkley by the way no <laughs> barkley run-in means this match already fell down one star um <laughs> now i gotta ask you chris yeah there's a lot of build-up for someone who looks like a human jim jim lee character Jesus what, Christ. What did you think of Jade? Uh, I think the presentation is spot fucking on. Yes. Uh, you know, the definitely the, came from the Cody Rhodes school of intro. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Tron, the intro, the gear, her look like she she's a fucking specimen, dude. Like I I, I had some uh, some 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 movement below the belt area uh just watching her come out and do her do her thing um that said both of those women were green as hell um yeah and it it showed i mean hey you know what they went out there on live tv put the effort in i'm sure they practiced and rehearsed um but you know they're just not there yet 
and that's not an indictment on anybody. You needed to get this done and the timing worked out schedule wise. You had to get it done. That's fine. It just didn't. It just, it just wasn't that good <laughs> when the women, when the women were in there, yeah. um, you know, aside from taking forever to set up the tables, which was hilarious. And I think red velvet almost got herself, uh, counted out as she was doing it. Yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. QT, QT yelling at her to get back out in the and, fucking and, ring. And, and helping her with the table. So she could get yeah. back in the ring. Yeah. It was, um, was kind of silly, but yeah, just the, you know, there's potential there and I just yes. you really bad right there. And I apologize, it's but, okay. um, it was it was not really a good match is no. is what I'll say. But keep working at it, and I'm sure another you know give um uh give Jade some some more reps at the Nightmare Factory or wherever she's training. Um, and I feel like maybe by this time next year she could be ready to uh to, to challenge for some titles. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, look, we've seen what they did with someone like Ty Conti who looked like a fucking. Doe learning how to walk in her NXT matches. And she's become a star. She's become a legitimate star. Like, you can't take yep. anything away from her there. That um, I mean, yeah, of course. But uh, I, I, I think, you know, the potential is definitely there with Jade. This was sure. not the big star-making performance that I think they probably were intending. But she can get there. And, she and, and she I, I look, get it. I look forward to seeing how she progresses. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Red Velvet too. She's you know, yeah. There, there's potential there as, as as well. Um, she looked just fucking tiny. <laughs> yes, very wee, very yeah. very wee. The Red Velvet. Um, now the other big moment of the show. Actually, before that, I did want to say. So post match, yeah. Shaq gets taken out on a stretcher. Yep. He is so big that for them to close the doors of the ambulance, he had to pull his feet in, which I thought was, was comical. Just hysterical but then the dangling moment of all <laughs> dangling moments this this is the of all of the checkoffs guns in aew history this is the one that i need to fucking see how they play it on solving this one Shaq disappeared from the ambulance yeah uh, he's missed is, does he have mystical powers he went he went full prestige right there he's <laughs> just like <laughs> fucking is just, he the fiend in, <laughs> <laughs> Tell him he's Nightcrawler. Uh, Did he go full Kazam? Oh my god, was Kazam a documentary? <laughs> oh no, uh, maybe um, you know. I feel like the real money down the line is for him to um, uh, show up as Steel and do a match <laughs> with RoboCop uh, with yes. Sting as the efficient. Yes. Yes. Uh, or maybe, you know, you have Sting in RoboCop's corner and you have Cody uh, in Shaq's corner. Cause maybe RoboCop is the big time debut tonight at Revolution. You know, well, which, which are we talking the uh, the OG RoboCop or are we talking that terrible remake? Oh, Robo- oh Peter Weller okay. in the suit. 70 he, years young. I mean, he, you know, I mean, he's alive, but I don't know if he's still. I don't think he's in Dolph Lundgren's shape. No, put it that no, way. definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, he did. He definitely didn't look at in that Star Trek movie he was in, and that was ten years ago. So, which Star Trek movie was he? Was he was in, in? Uh, Into Darkness, if I remember correctly. God, you know, I think I only watched that once. Yeah, you aren't missing out on anything by not rewatching that one. Um, you, you mean not Con, but yes. Con? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I do want to rewatch that uh, that trilogy. I love the first one. The first one was really fucking good. It, it, it's much like the Ocean's trilogy in that you can watch one and three and you're good. 
<laughs> well, we both said that, and then we both yeah, yeah, we will watch twelve, and we're like, like okay, mm. there's some merits to this. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that Into Darkness is going to have that, but anyway, it's the, the other big debut on yes. AEW this week was Paul White. No more BS. Get it? Yeah. Uh, we, and Paul White <laughs> shows up to do a, a promo with Tony Schiavone. And uh, he goes full wine mom in the first few minutes. Who saw <laughs> this turn coming? Uh, I I yeah. I physically cringed. Yeah, it was a bit much. Um, but uh, he basically said the sentence that set the world afire, as he said, a Hall of Fame level talent was signed by AEW, and they would be appearing at Revolution tonight. Now, it's been clarified since that this is different than whoever the sixth person in the ladder match is, mm-hmm. and this is a multi-year signing, and it's apparently one of uh, Tony Khan's favorite wrestlers of all time. So, I'm going to go ahead and say, let, let, let's talk about this in two ways, Chris. Let's talk okay. about this on who we think it actually is, and then let's let's spin some batshit yarns. Okay. All right. So I, I feel I feel like I've come to the realization that it's probably going to be Kurt Angle. Okay. Uh, and I'm not super happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't love the idea of Kurt Angle doing anything. In the yeah. Right now. I mean, man, he had some matches in WWE. None of them were really notable for anything that he did. Yeah, yeah. Him, uh, you know, where, the him most being the unofficial third member of the Shield was probably the uh, best thing he did. Well, no, he did that tag match with Ronda Rousey too. Oh yeah, that's against right. uh, right. Trips and uh, Staff. I forgot um, about that. So yeah, those were those were the two you know high profile things. I think he was maybe in a Survivor Series match too. Yeah. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Uh, but none of it really went well physically for him. I'm sure he's in great shape. Um, but I just don't want to see Kurt Angle wrestle in AEW. Um, I I don't want to see that either. Angle is one and one a for me is Christian. Now Christian, on the other hand, Christian is intriguing. I don't know that I would call him hall of fame level, but I like, I like Christian. Sure. Come on. You don't think Christian is is Hall of Fame worthy? Uh, I will say he's Hall of Fame worthy in the way that a Coco Beware is and was in terms of he was a guy that was around. Multiple time tag team champion with Edge. He was the uh, world heavyweight champion a number of times. Or once. Once. <laughs> okay. Or once. Yeah. And, and <laughs> he had his, that his strap type, a couple times. His title reign was a title reign that was given to him just because Edge neck broke. <laughs> like that was that's pretty much so it. Candy. Like I, I and I say this as a guy who really likes Christian. I don't know that I would describe him that because when you're talking like when you say someone is a Hall of Fame level talent, it makes people think like Mount Rushmore pro wrestling level guys, like your Bret Hart, your Ric Flair's, your Hulk Hogan's, you know, the guys on that level. And Christian ain't that level. Christian's dope, but like he's not on that level. Yeah, but I feel like saying Hall of Fame level is there out. Because Fair. there's a lot of people, and when you talk about and, Hall of and Fame, I will say everybody, everybody he is in the Impact Hall of Fame. He is in sure. the Impact Hall of Fame. Well, I mean, he had a more <laughs> successful run in Impact than he did in WWE. Uh, Captain Charisma over there. So, um, yeah. Uh, and I feel like Tony Khan was probably one of those guys who was really into those early Impact years when yeah. Christian was a top guy over there. I could see that. Uh, uh, but then again, Angle was over there at that time as well. So, you know, 
physically in ring wise, I feel like Christian's definitely a better um, choice. But is it maybe? Christian in that varsity blues level? One more concussion and he dies scenario. I mean, that's what Daniel Bryan was. And then Daniel yeah. Bryan's back taking full bumps. Fair, you know, I mean, fair. nothing, uh, nothing's permanent in pro wrestling unless your name's Chris Benoit. Uh, <laughs> so that's the, he's this is pretty much, pretty much it. So it's more intriguing to me than a Kurt Angle. Um, those are probably the top two. Uh, I also think that if it's for somebody in a non-wrestling capacity, I think my number one choice is Bret Hart um, yeah. to do some kind of, you know, managing Jake the Snake type situation or, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't know if there are enough Canadians to start a Team Canada. Um, <laughs> I think the only Canadian I can think of is, is Sean, Sean Spears. Spears. And yeah. God damn it, we need to stop trying to make Sean Spears a thing. God damn right we do. Even More Sean can- Spears looked disappointed to see Sean Spears on Wednesday night. <laughs> Yeah, he did. And meanwhile, JG Dillon's like, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Are uh, you the tent guy? Yeah, yeah. For those who missed it, Sean Spears ran in and, and cost uh, Jurassic Express the six-man tag against FTR and Tully. By the way, Tully was really fun. I'm not going to sit here and say was. Tully worked his ass off, but like... You know, the fake out of doing a dive was really fun. Yeah. Uh, his He hit a pile driver on somebody that looked gorgeous. Um, yeah. It was, uh, well, he was oh, oh, around Marco a little bit. Yeah. Doing the slingshot brain buster also yeah. was very nice. And I liked his whole basically senior tour wrestling gear. I thought yes. that was that was a yeah. nice touch. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Very the, much so. The, the, the glittery like, yeah, bowling go, uh, shirt and tights was a nice gonna combo. going to go lay by the pool at the retirement uh, castle after this match. So <laughs> I didn't want to have to bring it change of clothes <laughs> yeah yeah full full credit to tully there on that one um, it was fun that was a fun match but all right batshit crazy who do you think it is batshit cr- i mean batshit crazy it's cm punk uh you know yeah that's that's everybody and of course as soon as there's a mystery person announced everybody goes is a punk is a punk is a punk yeah and punk of course you know denies which is what anybody in that position would do deny. Um, it's, it's the long shot, the longest of shots. Is it a possibility? The slimmest of, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, I'm definitely not holding my breath. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it happens, we'll, we'll give it the, give it a shot. See, see what he's bringing to the table in, in 2021. Um, now, no, I couldn't have been, I was going to say, what if it's AJ? Lee, but um, I wouldn't clap. Well, she's she's she was a champion a couple mm-hmm. times there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I, I don't think that's gonna like up, uh, you know unless it's unless it's Punk and AJ. I don't think yeah. I don't think anyone's really gonna get. I mean, people won't be mad at it being AJ, but it'll be like oh that's a swerve. So my absolute batshit crazy pick. Okay. And and I recognize this requires uh, some work. A history lesson. Uh, well, not a history lesson, but some workings of of things that probably aren't actually happening. So, um, okay. TNT uh, is now in the MMA business. They are broadcasting going to be broadcasting shows for One FC, which is a smaller MMA group, and it's going to be airing after Dynamite. So okay, they're using Dynamite as a lead in to build this MMA product. Smart. So I'm thinking this: What if Warner Media put up the cash to sign Brock? Sign Brock Lesnar as a combination AEW 1FC deal. 
Wow, to to fight in one FC to fight in one FC and work matches in AEW. Wow, that's uh, that's an interesting proposition. I mean, Warner Media, uh, no stranger to doling out big contracts. I guess you know yeah. they're they, they're eating that money. They're paying Johnny Depp. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I I don't know that it would happen, and I think also uh, Brock may not go somewhere without Paul Heyman. That was my big thing when we were talking about Brock over yeah. text. I'm like, yeah, Brock could be a possible because Brock has no allegiance. He, his allegiance is to the Almighty Dollar, and, and uh, that's that's also where I was thinking, like, man, that is an infusion of cash that would put eyes on one FC. Yeah, because you know I I think he's pretty much done with UFC. And it would put eyes on AEW. And I would say that there are probably a few big matches you could get out of Brock that, that you know, Omega Brock, probably Cody Brock. Um, no, you have to have a proper Moxley Brock <laughs> Fair, match. fair, fair. Um, but if you're going to run into the same thing that Moxley ran into with his last match with Brock, then, yeah, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe not if so he's much. not willing to do the crazy shit, um, then, you know, then it's moot. But, uh, yeah, it's it's. It's a long shot. I mean, I can't imagine Brock Lesnar le- needing more money. I mean, between the amount of food uh, or the amount of money that he has and him killing all the food that they're ever going to need in life uh, yeah. with his bare hands, um, <laughs> you know, and then using those hands to 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 rub sable and in, in, in bear blood and then just viciously pounding the hell out of her from it because um, the sight of blood gives him an erection. I don't know if you knew that about Brock Lesnar. I didn't know that. I read that in a, I read that in a biography. Uh, <laughs> so I'm very learned. Um, yes. But yeah, uh, super, super long shots. Um, anybody else really uh, a crazy long shot? I was trying to I was trying to work out some kind of way in my head that somebody from New Japan. It, it could would be, be a video announcement. Well, they said they were going to. Well, I guess you can sign a contract on video. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they they it could be a video announcement of you know an Akata of a Tana of someone of that stature, and I, I could see people getting excited about it, but also I don't know the realistic probability of it given like you know the New Japan Cup's going on right now. Granted, it's not like they have a two week quarantine once they hit the states; they could be here fucking right immediately. Um, it's true, but nevertheless, Okada could be here now. Yeah, <laughs> he could be right this minute, just hanging out. Joined yeah. some, well, there's no in and out in Florida, so maybe he's not. Maybe, maybe he's not here. Actually, he's probably at uh, Bass Bye, Pro Works because that's his other big fave. Um, wait, wait, Okada and Bass Pro Shop? Yeah, yeah, he's he's a big fishing guy. He's wow. super into fishing. Yeah. I feel like I I feel like I learned that in that documentary they did on uh, New Japan World about about <laughs> him. But mm-hmm. just seeing Okada, the Rainmaker, in his uh, cup of noodles inspired gear, walking into a Bass Pro Shops <laughs> uh, is just man. That's a that's a mental image I never thought I'd have. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So tonight is uh, Revolution. It's a nine match card, including the buy in. Let's go ahead and jump through it and kind of talk about you know what what we saw this week from each one. Yes. So the buy in bout is Riho and Thunder Rosa against Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, and Rebel. Uh, oh. Um, I, I and I meant to ask you about this before we got into this. Just a quick sidebar. Yeah. What are your, what were your overall thoughts on the uh, Women Eliminator? Tournament. Oh, I was going to get into that when we talked about uh, the sheet. Oh, okay. Uh, Mizunami match. Okay. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Because Thunder, uh, Thunder, Thunder Rose and Riho both, you know, being in that sparked that in my brain. But yeah, yes. that makes sense. Um, I think uh, 
I think it'll be interesting to see who uh, Britt Baker has as her partner because they they were teasing the fact that Reba may not be able to do it and she would have somebody in her place. Curious to see what kind of other friend Britt Baker could have here. I know Uh, someone who is teasing online that they're the friend. Oh, who's that? Maki Ito. Oh, wow. That would be fun. That would be really fucking dope if they got Ito into the States. But I I don't think it's going to be her, but we'll see. That, yeah, that would be that would be fun. I mean, Rio and Thunder Rosa should be a dope tag team. Yes. Um, they uh, both uh, had banger matches in in the in the tourney. Uh, but I would imagine, one way or another, Britt Baker is picking up the W. Yes, that that is my thought. They need to sort of put her back on the winning ways because I imagine she is the uh, next stop for the women's world championship. Uh, what's going to kick off the show? And apparently. It's going to kick off the show because they have a big match planned. It's going to be the Young Bucks defending the AEW World Tag Team titles against Chris Jericho and MJF. Well, didn't they kick off Revolution last year with the match against Paige and uh, Omega? Or was that the headliner? Uh, no, that was like midway through the show. It was, was, it was it? weird oh, okay. placement um, hmm. because uh, it, if our, it got kicked off by Hager and uh, Dustin, which was real bad. And then it oh, was uh, right, Darby yeah. and Sammy, which ruled. Yeah, and I remember talking about why would you start a pay-per-view with Hager? <laughs> just, Dustin, just with Hager, yeah. period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dustin um, makes sense. Dustin's a known commodity. Uh, Hager, you know, not yeah. so much. The, the Bucks against Jericho and MJF. Uh, I know we made fun of the Papa Buck angle, and mm-hmm. rightfully so. Um, this week, they tried to bring some more intensity to it with a <sighs> promo. But here's my problem with that angle that they ran on Wednesday. Are you talking about the town hall? Well, yeah, the 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 press I conference. Fucking hate these town call uh, town hall press conferences. They win the, the ratings shits. though, man. Ugh, it was like the s- second highest rated segment of the show. Ah, fuck, that sucks. I don't yeah. want to see. I don't. Eric Bischoff is in that level of fucking Jim Cornette that I just I don't give a fuck about these days. <laughs> you know, I just I don't anything he has to say. I really don't care about. I don't give two fucks about Conrad Thompson. I don't listen to any of his shows. Uh, his stupid Alabama accent. I, I and random dudes from Barstool Sports asking questions. I know. Isn't that a fucking Warner property or something like that? Is that why they're doing it? Uh, or no, Bleacher Report is. Bleacher Report. Why wouldn't is. they have somebody from Bleacher Report there? Great the question. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate these things. They go too long. They're too. Uh, the answers seem too rehearsed. I I don't I don't care for them. Now, when the Bucks came out, confronted them, cut their little uh, promo on the inner circle, and then had a little little scrum. Um, that that will that worked. But, uh, uh, did it though? Because the end of that angle, which was the Bucks versus Jericho and MJF. Was the Good Brothers came out <laughs> and they put Proud and Powerful through tables while Jericho and MJF just looked on like, oh, like, what the fuck was that? I mean, it was fun spots, but yeah, it doesn't make it. I guess it doesn't make a shit ton of sense. Yeah, but they should be putting Jericho and MJF through tables or trying to and failing. Right. Jericho and MJF totally leave, leaving yeah. Proud and Powerful, not Jericho and MJF just standing there like idiots with their dicks in their hand. Well, maybe they, uh, you know, just wanted a nice little circle jerk to, to finish finish it off. So do you think Jericho and MGF win the tag belts here? No. No. So you think no. Bucks are, conti- but, are holding the belts? Bucks retain. Yeah, I think so, too, because I think MJF and Jericho are uh, going to be the next big program for the next pay-per-view. Head to Splitsville already? Yeah. That, that's my thought. Okay. Um, we've got... Miro and Kip Sabian against Arch Casty and Chuck Taylor. I think this should be really fun. 
Yeah, I mean, this has been a low-key, not heavily... I mean, they've had some time, but it's not being pushed as one of the top matches of the show by any means. Yeah. Uh, But I've actually really been enjoying the work Miro has been doing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Kip and Penelope are just kind of taking the backseat and letting Miro run with it, which is... Which is weird, but he's he's doing a pretty good job. Uh, OC and, and Chucky e. T, I mean, who, what's not to love about those guys? They're doing what they're doing. I think this is going to be a really fun match. And I feel like, you know, I feel like Chuck Taylor is going to get the win over Miro here. Uh, that's what I think as well. Um, we're going to have uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Big Money Matt Hardy in the Big Money match. Uh, I th- I thought they built to this very well on uh, Dynamite on Wednesday. I-, I thought the tag match they had was very, very good. But I have very little interest in 2021 in seeing a singles Matt Hardy match. Yeah, uh, I feel like this one's going to be full of shenanigans, though, because um, mm-hmm. Matt Hardy has his little stable of hired guns in uh, private party who are under contract with him and yes. th2 who have just been doing things under the table for him yes um so you know uh and maybe max caster too yeah yeah uh, it, it, it's hard to say i mean caster's got a big match uh on this card so right I, I, match. They, they might hold him back but yeah we we will see what happens there um, um, I, I think it's a given that page is going to win though yeah, I, I, I feel like Paige has to win and maybe, you know, uh, I remember voicing my initial disappointment that Paige and the Dark Order didn't happen. Maybe this is where it happens because they've still been intertwined and I feel like Dark Order comes to comes to his aid and, uh, and maybe, you know, maybe we get something there um, or maybe he turns them down again and they, yeah. they you know, pull it through to the next paper. I, I'm still involved in this storyline and I'm yeah. into it. So whatever they end up doing, I'll, I will uh, defer to them and, 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 and enjoy it. But yeah, Paige, Paige picks up the W here. And speaking of the Dark Order, they have three teams in the 15 team casino tag team Royale. Winners getting a future tag team title shot. Are five and 10 in there too? Uh, the full break down of teams pocket phoenix bear country the varsity blondes five and ten uno and grayson peter avalon and cesar bononi mike and matt seidel santana and ortiz reynolds and silver butcher and blade scu of kazarian and christopher daniels private party austin and colton gunn dustin Rhodes and qt marshall and luchasaurus and jungle boy that's a lot of fucking people in a battle royal man Uh, yeah yeah i mean 30 people um because it's 15 teams. Uh, oh, yeah. My gut, because of how the show went on yeah. Wednesday, is I think it's Pac and Phoenix winning. Yes. Because they're pushing them as a, as a duo really, really Why would hard. you give them a squash match if you're not going to give them the win on, uh, on, on the pay-per-view? And, you know, me, am I going to ever turn my head away from a Pac and Phoenix, uh, you know, victory squash match or, or anything, title opportunity? Yeah. Give me the Bucks versus Pack and Phoenix uh, mm-hmm. immediately into my eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, while we're at it, uh, and I'm jumping the gun, but give me Pentagon versus Darby Allen as soon as possible, please and thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be very life. into that. I will say my my second choice for this, though, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy getting a tag title shot against the Bucks sounds like a real fun time. Have they uh, have they tussled yet? I think they've tussled before the Bucks won the tag belts. I think you're, yeah. But I think, I, I think right. they've mostly kept dynamite. Apart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, 
Uh, let's talk about the face of the revolution ladder match. Cody Rhodes versus Scorpio Sky versus Penta L Zero M versus Lance Archer versus Max Caster versus a surprise opponent to be announced. Um, yeah, rumor and scuttlebutt on the surprise uh, opponent are, I think, uh, Ethan Page mm-hmm. of Impact. And who's the other one that's been uh, uh, Speedball Mike Bailey is another oh, one that's yeah? been mentioned okay. quite a bit. Um, I mean, for a ladder match. That, yeah. that, that that would make sense. Yeah. Um. I mean, at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if it's Sammy Guevara. <laughs> if I'm totally honest, I know they're they're saying it's a debut, but I, I wouldn't. That's be true. If it's Sammy. That's true. Um, but who, there's nobody from the inner circle in that ladder match. Right. Right. Uh, this may be to completely designate him as. Totally white hot baby face. Yeah, yeah, white hot baby face doing his own thing. And then now, you get the run back Darby versus uh, Sammy. Yes, which would be awesome. That said, I like the idea of Penta uh, being the one to win it. By the way, they are hanging a literal brass ring for this. Uh, come on, guys. You can do better than that. I don't know why Cody is in this match. I really don't. That's, uh, my, that's my one gripe. And I am weirdly excited for Max Caster to get a shot here. I mean, I would have been fine with either him or 10, but I like the idea that it's, you know, that next generation of dudes getting a shot here. I feel uh, hot take coming in. Mm-hmm. I feel like Cody has kind of made himself into uh, uh, tw- uh, 2010's John Cena at this point, <laughs> where he inserts LOL, himself Cody into wins. matches he doesn't yeah. belong in, and there's always that like gripping fear that it's just going to be him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, and I feel like that's by design. Um, seeing how successful it worked uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and keeping himself relevant in these matches. Um, yeah. But yeah, sure, he's an odds-on favorite to win. Um, but I feel as much as I would love Penta to win here, mm-hmm. uh, if we're going off of what happened on Dynamite, you yeah. had uh, Scorpio Sky doing commentary during the qualifying Very match. on commentary. Yeah, between um, – it was 10 and Max Caster. Mm-hmm. Um so and then Jack Evans came after being paid by Matt Hardy to hit ten with the boombox because he's in the Dark Order uh, and he's feuding with Paige in the Dark Order right now mm-hmm. uh, to get Max Caster into this ladder match. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think they'll give it to Caster. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's quite there yet, but I feel like Sky on his own maybe as a heel um, and yeah. in a ladder match, yeah. you know. Things are things are in his favor. Of course, you have Lance Archer there, um, who's always a possibility to win. Archer uh, and Darby on paper doesn't sound that thrilling to me, though. No, I mean, sure, you, you get Archer tossing him around a little bit. Um, yeah, but, but like, yeah. It, I don't know. It feels kind of rote. Um, I well, mean, D- Darby, Darby, I feel like works better against a bigger, like a Bri- more of a Brian Cage than a Lance Archer. Yeah, yeah. No, size I, I, I'm with differential you on that one. there. If, um, if it is Ethan Page, by the way, as the surprise guy, Page has I mean, quite the storied history with um, Darby Allen on the Indies. So okay. that that could be the reason to do that match on Wednesday. Was he an evolved guy, Ethan Page? He was an evolved guy, yeah. And, okay. and he uh, he legitimately broke Darby's elbow in a spot. Oh, ouch. Yeah, uh, he put Darby in a body bag and uh, hit him with a shovel. Ah, ooh, ah, ah. Shattered his elbow, yes. Ah, I can feel um, that. Scorpio Sky, you know, I, I've been outspoken from 
I don't want to say day one, but yeah. basically since they did that Scorpio Sky singles push uh, to the title match with Jericho, that Sky is a guy you could build around. Maybe this guy. is the time that they uh, pull the trigger on him, and, and yeah. I'd be totally cool with it. I feel I feel like they're not going to do two Death Triangle wins in the same as much yeah. as I would yeah. always love to see Penta win. Uh, yeah, my 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 pick is Sky. Yeah. Uh, for the AEW Women's Championship, we've got Hikaru Shida defending against the winner of the championship eliminator, Japan's own Ryu Mizunami. Uh, Ryu Mizunami basically had a, a Cinderella story here in this tournament. Um, came in of the women as one of the, the lesser known quantities. Yes, she had worked a match in AEW and mm-hmm. uh, Excalibur put over that apparently it was that appearance at Double or Nothing that made her stay in wrestling. Uh, because uh, she was considering retiring, but then, you know, performing in front of the sold out Vegas crowd made her realize, hey, there's something more I can do here. So it's cool to see her get this moment. And yes, if you squint your eyes, it does look like Okada is an AEW. Um, (laughs) Just a little shorter and with a vagina. Yes. But uh, Musunami had a really dope match with Nyla Rose in the finals. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, And I got to say, she did Musunami just... Shaking hands and then throwing forearms was a very easy way to make me want to see that match. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> all that being said, uh, I don't see a title change happening no, here. I'm picking no. Shida to uh, to retain just because, like you said, uh, Ryu Mizunami is just a, not a known quantity, and they're not gonna they're not gonna strap up somebody who's had one match on Dynamite. Yeah. That said, <laughs> business casual Shida more often, please. Thank Ooh, you. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well. Whew. After however many years, he's back in the ring, spinal stenosis and all. It is Sting and Darby Allen against Team Taz of Brian Cage and Ricky Starks in a street fight. I assume this is going to be cinematic to give them time to set up the explosives for the main event. Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. Also, in order to protect Sting. (laughs) Yes, yes. Although he's looked really good the past few weeks in his physical action. And I wouldn't be shocked because... He's still 60. Yeah, he's still 60. But he had a moment like this in Impact where he was t-shirt Sting for a while. And then he has his big match. And you're like, oh, shit, dude got cut. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him T-shirtless in this match. Um, okay. We'll see. I, I, I'm not putting money on it, but we could see it happen. I assume Darby and Sting are going over, but at the same time, I think we're having everybody run in. We're having Hook run in. We're having Hobbs run in. We're having Darby's random gang of, uh, you know, street thugs run in. Uh, yeah. You know, his homeless people harem just descending the upon the match. Yeah. Um, I just want nothing but crust punks and Liberty Spikes and chain wallets to <laughs> yes. just come in and start putting the boots to fucking uh, Brian Cage here. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a street fight. So, of course, everybody else is going to get involved. If, if if Taz does not get, get the rest of his team involved, yeah. then Taz is a stupidest manager in the history of pro wrestling now do you think uh, taz gets physically involved at all he may throw a suplex on dobby I, you know <laughs> what i wouldn't be surprised i, I will I mark taz the is going to sign himself up for any bumps yeah um but he'll he'll throw he'll throw a suplex or two i think i i will mark the fuck out if he does a tazplex i hell I, yeah 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 the, the, the as as i've said before there are moments where the old ecw mark in me sees you know 99 era taz yeah pop through on AEW television it gets me very excited yeah. but the main event of the evening uh which they did a hell of a job putting over on wednesday night and also on the uh road to revolution um oh. or countdown to revolution show that they aired after yeah. uh it's an exploding barbed wire death match yeah. 
They as had soon as Onita popped up, I knew you were there. Yes. Yeah. Onita you were there before promo. that. But. Yes. Uh, exploding barbed wire death match for the AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega defending against John Moxley. Uh, it is three sides of exploding barbed wire ropes. We've got the uh, double hell exploding barbed wire boards on the floor. And if the match goes 30 minutes, the ring explodes. So I'm going to tell you now, the match is the going match 30, is minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't say that. It's Chekhov's exploding ring right there. You wouldn't say that if it wasn't going to fucking happen. Yes. Um, and hell yeah, I, I am into it. Uh, I would not want to be uh, one Renee Paquette uh, <laughs> this yes. evening yes. watching this match. Um, but you know... That Moxley is fucking living his best fucking life right now. Yes. He's going to be enjoying the hell out of this. And Omega, you know, just I, I feel like Omega's motivation is to, you know, to solidify his best in the worldness by working all these crazy types of matches. And, you know, I, I now I will go on record by reminding everybody that I did not really enjoy their lights out match in Baltimore, uh, mm-hmm. uh, November, uh, 2019 that we were there for. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this. This has a lot more spectacle value um, to it. And, you know, there's a lot more, I feel, strategy in this match than there was for that match. Because, yes, you there, know, there, you there's, avoid there's the an inherent drama. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I've seen far too many of these matches over the years and, right. you know, third or fourth gen VHS quality. And it's all about in the beginning, you know, the, the tease of getting tossed in the ropes and, you know, some guy sliding underneath the ropes to uh, avoid getting hit. And, and, and it's all about that build and, and the dramatics. And I think there are no two guys better suited for the drama than yeah. Omega and Moxley. Um, I don't care what happens in this match. I don't care who <laughs> wins. There's a part of me that is just dumbfounded that this type of match is a being done and b being done correctly in the United States that like anything that happens is just gravy to me. Like I, I am, uh, there is, you know, that lizard brain of mine that is just like, Oh my God, exploded barbed wire that I, I can't wait. I, I I look, I so excited. I look forward to the Orlando Sentinel uh, headline tomorrow morning. Florida man uh, bleeds <laughs> in exploding barbed wire death match. Because if you're going to do this in the U.S., it has to happen in fucking Florida. I mean, let's, yeah, it's, it's, yes. it's just it's 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 perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if I'm Tony Khan. Uh, to appease you and your, um, you know, thirst for old FMW traded videos of third yes. and fourth ripped quality. Yeah. I'm throwing a fucking filter on this match <laughs> to make it look like you need tracking to see everything right here. Okay. <laughs> I- I'm all about that. In fact, you know what? I'm taking the flight feed and I'm just going to dub it to a VHS. I'm going to figure hey. it out today. That- that's my Sunday right there. Put it on Sunday beta. <laughs> Uh, realistically though, I think Omega wins. Mox takes some well-deserved time off. Agreed. Well, he's got a baby due in a couple weeks, so, yes. you know, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it should be a hell of a show. Uh, I very much look forward to this being posted for everybody just in time to find out how wrong we were. Yeah. And, uh, I, I cannot wait to, uh, uh, text you back and forth as we lose our shit over the, the ins and outs of the evening. And I can't wait to see CM Punk challenge Kenny Omega at the end of the show. <laughs> 
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. This episode of The Rough House is brought to you by Lance Archer's new restaurant, Everybody Dines. That's right. When you walk through the front doors of Lance Archer's Everybody Dines, you're going to get just that. The opportunity to dine, and if you happen to dine and dash, you will die. Jake the Snake Roberts will grab you out front, pull you back inside, shove a crack pipe in your kid's mouth, piss in a bucket as Lance Archer proceeds to tear you apart piece by piece. At Lance Archer's Everybody Dines, I have everything. Try the Tomahawk Murder Hawk Steak as well as the Mohawk Chicken Tenders for the little kids. That's right. At Lance Archer's Everybody Dines, you dine, I dine, we all dine, everybody dines. At Lance Archer's Everybody Dines.